0: finally arrived back from my trip to Korea with a short stay in Hong Kong sandwiched in between, the article for that's to come soon. I was quite busy zigzagging my way all around Korea for the last few weeks, so in this article, I'll try my best to share some hidden gems and some must-see spots to see in Korea. Um, for lots more pictures and videos of the trip, please check my Instagram. I have put some links in the article, but you can see some more as well um, if you just click the link on the side. Um, so first of all, I was getting there, and I used Hong Kong Airlines. Uh, So before we get to the juicy stuff, let's take a look at how I arrived there. So as I booked tickets quite late, my options were somewhat limited. Um, I eventually settled up booking a flight with Hong Kong Airlines, and some of the reviews were mixed. And I can see now why they were mixed. Um, The flight from Vancouver to Hong Kong to Seoul came to just over 500 US dollars, so not bad for a round trip. Uh, I even managed to delay my return trip to give me a weekend in Hong Kong. One note of advice to check when booking through a third-party website, like I did, I used Expedia, is make sure your full name, including middle names, are included. So you don't have to pay a lovely $48 name change fee like I had to do, and I wasn't the only one. So when boarding the plane for my 15-hour flight to Hong Kong, um, I have to say my heart sank a little. The plane was an older Boeing 777, and there were no screens, USBs, or power outlets, or so I thought. However, this wasn't actually the case. About an hour into the flight, the attendants came around with iPads to substitute, which made the flight a little more bearable. In fairness, the movie and TV show selection was decent, and the food was excellent. I had the fish. Upon arriving in Hong Kong, I had a five-hour layover to contend with before boarding the late flight to Korea. Luckily, there were no changes in terminal required, and only a quick bag check was required to get back into the terminal before taking the next flight to Seoul at around midnight, and then starting my travelling in Busan. So beginning in Busan, Uh, so some of you may or may not have heard, Busan was recently voted by Lonely Planet as the number one travel destination in Asia in 2018, and with good reason. Um, You can find the article link below. Uh, When I lived in Korea, I was lucky enough to be able to visit Busan plenty of times, so I was able to discover some pretty amazing things to see and do. If you have a day or two to visit Busan, here's a couple of extra places to visit in addition to the well-known spots. So the first one is SpaLand, which is in Centum City in Busan. Um, so located at Centum City inside the world's largest department store in the world, you can find SpaLand. With a sauna, spa and a range of relaxation rooms. For discounted tickets, you can visit the ticket booth by exit 13 of the subway station to get a few dollars off the regular price. Um, upon arrival, you'll place your shoes in a locker, get some pajamas and then go to the gender designated locker room. Here's where you can visit gender-specific saunas, hot tubs, and mineral baths. Um, clothing is not required. This can be a little bit strange if it's your first time, but it is actually quite relaxing as there are many mineral baths, showers, saunas, and you can even get a full body scrub for around $20, which is well worth it as your skin feels amazing afterwards. After enjoying the spa and sauna, you can then put on your pajamas and enjoy the rest of SpaLand. So there's massage chairs, loungers, hot and cold sauna rooms, foot spas, and even a cafe and restaurant where you can order food if you like. There are also lots of mats and uh, chairs for you to sleep, but make sure not to go over your four-hour limit. Um, you can stay longer, but you have to pay a little bit more. When you're finished, you then patch your key back to the checkout desk and you pay your bill if you've paid for any extra services or foods, etc. And the next spot I'd recommend in Busan is the Lotte Observation Deck, which is in Nampodong, Busan. So this is somewhat of a hidden gem for me, as every time I visited there, there are only ever a few people at the top admiring the amazing views. And best of all, it is free. Inside the Lottie Department Store on the 13th floor, you'll find the lottery Observation Deck, which covers almost all of the rooftop. There are separate decks which provide views for all parts of the city, and on a clear day, some of the views are stunning. Not only this, but there is a park, playground underneath, which can be an amazing place to soak up the sunshine. You can even send a postcard home for free. After heading back downstairs, don't forget to take in one of the daily water shows, which always attracts a crowd or enjoy some of the street vendors um, selling a wide range of Korean and foreign foods. While exploring the observation deck and taking in the views, you might notice Busan Tower right behind you, which you will need to pay for if you want to get some more views of Busan. However, the views from the Lotte Observation Deck provide similar views and best of all, it's free. If you are feeling some more adventure, the rising escalator up to Busan Tower provides some more wonderful views and some more opportunities to experience some traditional Korean culture. The Busan Film Museum is also located right by Busan Tower if you're looking for something different. And if you look underneath, there is my Instagram post which has all the views and pictures and, and talks about everything that I've just mentioned. So the final place in Busan is Hyundai and Gwangalli Beach, which is in Gwanghan, Busan. This is probably one of the most famous spots in Busan. Um, Hyundai Beach, which regularly takes its place as one of the must-see ap- most places to visit in Korea, especially in the summer. However, you will find it crowded, hectic and a little stressful to visit, especially in the summer. Uh, so instead, I'd suggest visiting Gwangalli just down the road. Um, immediate you'll, immediately, you'll find a quieter area with less people, less crowds and a more adult vibe when compared with Hyundai. The beach is usually less busy and the views are just as spectacular. One amazing thing about Korea is that you can even order food such as pizza, chicken, and Korean food directly to you on the beach as well as enjoying some cold beers to go along with it. At night time, you'll also find a vast array of bars, restaurants, and cafes around the area, most of which are independently owned and managed, so there's plenty more to explore other than the beach. So the next two places I'm going to talk about are Ulsan and Gyeongju. Um, So close by to Busan, you'll find the cities of Ulsan and Gyeongju. Both of which are only around an hour from Busan by bus or train. Um, both offer some truly unique tourist experiences beyond the obvious ones you'll find in Seoul and Busan. Ulsan is still very much the industrial heart of Korea with some hidden gems sprinkled in, whereas Gyeongju is the historical capital of Korea offering beautiful natural scenery and thousand-year-old history for visitors. So the first place I'm going to talk about is the Bamboo Forest and the Grand Park in Ulsan. So one of the true symbols of the rising city is without doubt the bamboo forest, which is perfect for walking or cycling around throughout the year. Over the last few years, the city has invested heavily in the riverside area by cleaning up the water, constructing walking paths and bike paths, and planting lots of trees and flowers to beautify the area. A bike around the edge of the bamboo forest and a walk inside both provide stunning views and scenery and a unique experience you won't find anywhere else in Korea. If that's not enough, just a short distance away, you'll find Ulsan Grand Park, which also offers amazing views and stretches all the way from the downtown area to the university area. where you can cross over to the Munsu Soccer Complex, housing another wonderful walking trail and also an opportunity to see one of the 2002 FIFA World Cup stadiums. In the university area of Ulsan, which is Mugodong, you'll also find many great cafes and restaurants to suit every taste and budget. So next is Korea's ancient capital, Gyeongju. Gyeongju is definitely a world away from the hustle and bustle of Seoul or Busan, and it's perfect for a day trip to learn about Korean culture and history, as Gyeongju was at a time the capital of the Silla Kingdom. Gyeongju was also designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site back in 2000, and you can see this history when walking around this unique city today. So the first place I'm going to talk about in Gyeongju is the One Tomb Complex. So, it's host to some of the ancient tombs of the kings of the Shila Kingdom. There are 20 or so perfectly formed, hump-shaped tombs that dot the complex, and there are even one or two that you can go inside to observe other artifacts and pieces excavated at the site. More interestingly, there are paintings, relics, and luxurious accessories on show, which helps transport you back to the time of the Shila Kingdom. Just across from the complex, you can find the Chomsung Day Observatory, or Stargazing Tower, Now, not only was this constructed some 1,300 years ago, but it's also perfectly maintained even to this day, offering a true representation of Korean history. Again, I took some videos and photos, um, which you can see on the article, and yeah, it gives you a little bit more of an insight to what I'm talking about uh, when it comes to Gyeongju. So finally, finishing off in style, Seoul. So even though the majority of visitors to Korea will mainly visit Seoul and the surrounding areas, there are still a few less well-known sites to visit whilst in the capital, as well as some must-sees that you might already know about. The proximity of the tourist sites in Seoul means that you can take in a lot and find them easily, especially if you're able to navigate the subway system. So the first place I'm going to talk about is Hongdae, um, a Hong Kong University. So Hongdae is... Almost certainly what you think of when you think of Seoul, a cool, edgy area packed with shops, bars, restaurants, and just about everything else you can imagine. There's always something going on, and the streets are always packed night and day. Getting out of the subway station at exit 7 should be avoided, as literally hundreds of people filter in and out all day and night. If you want to try some great food, Hongdae is the place to do it. Uh, From Korean barbecue to chicken ribs, to Korean fried chicken, to seafood, to street food, Hongdae has it all. Not only that, but even if you venture out at 7pm or 11pm, there's, there's no difference in how busy the area is. There are even people clothes shopping at 2 or 3am, so it's truly a place that never sleeps, without just, with, without just about something for everyone. So, Myeongdong and Gwangamun. Uh, for a nice mix of the new and old, take the Line 4 subway to Myeongdong, where again you can enjoy lots of shopping, great food, and a lively Korean atmosphere. Uh, Namsan Tower is just steps away, where you can take the cable car up to the top to enjoy panoramic views of Seoul. Uh, After shopping till you drop and filling up on delicious street food, you can then take the short walk to Gwangamun, where you can first enjoy the natural stream that runs through the city. This is called Cheonggyecheong, before admiring the statues of famous historical figures from Korea's past, leading all the way to the famous Gyeongbokgung Palace. For a few dollars, you can take a walk around one of the most famous and beautiful palaces in the world, while also sneaking a peek at the government blue house, you can even rent some hanbok and walk around in traditional clothing if that's more your style. For a real taste of Korea, is Insadong. Again, another short walk from Gyeongbokgung is Insadong. This is the authentic, styled, oldest area of Seoul with the hanok village and many stores for you to buy souvenirs and watch traditional Korean entertainment. If you have space somewhere in your stomach, there are also some fantastic restaurants for you to enjoy, as well as some stunning architecture for you to marvel at, and a place where you can be transported back to the old Korea. There's little reminders everywhere. But finally, the best food and the best company is Guangjiang Market. So they say to save the best to less, and this is certainly the case with this last suggestion. Uh, for the most authentic and realistic experience of Korea, you have to pay a visit to Guangjiang Market. During the day, the market sells mostly clothing, materials and electronic items, but at night is when the food market really comes to life. There are literally hundreds of food stores all selling a vast array of cheap, delicious and filling Korean food for you to enjoy. Just simply take a seat and order. Uh, don't forget to wash it down with some Korean soju or makgeolli, which always goes down well. This is, hands down, one of the most fun experiences for any traveller visiting Seoul. So I hope that you try to visit this too. Um, one top tip is to go for pajeon, which is vegetable pancakes with makgeolli. It hits the spot every time. So there you have it. Just a few special places worth visiting the next time you find yourself in Korea. If you have any questions, other suggestions, or places to visit next time, please be sure to comment below. Thank you. Bye-bye.